Hi, welcome to Artist Fact, where we invite artists, curators, cultural stewards, and researchers to share their ideologies and knowledge on contemporary art and art discourse in the 21st century. I am your host, Jeanette Degollado. Hi, welcome everyone. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we are here today in Los Angeles, California. Um, you've joined Artist Fact. Today's guest is Bill Kelly Jr. Hi, Bill. How are you today? How are you, Jeanette Degollado? Great. Bill Kelly's from Los Angeles. Bill, you work in the arts, correct? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, you know me as a teacher. Because uh, I'm also I'm a professor at a university, uh, Cal State University System, um, of which I am a product of. Uh, but um, uh, I work uh, also primarily uh, as a curator and a writer um, and a researcher of community-based art practices. What what we call social practice, yeah? Social practice art. Yes, yes, you know the topic well. I do, I do. Um, we know, or I studied with you. You're a professor of mine at Otis College of Art and Design. So, um, you, where did you study? Where did you do your undergrad? I did my undergrad at Cal State Northridge. Uh, I studied um, uh, after high school. Uh, I went and I studied in in Europe for like four years, and then I came back, and I needed a U.S. degree. <laughs> and so I, I, I finished off everything in Cal State Northridge. Um, and then I went and I got a master's in colonial art studies at the University of New Mexico. Um, and then I took some time off and, uh, and then I got my PhD at UC San Diego. All, all public institutions, I'm very proud to say. So accumulatively, how many years um, have you been in, in higher ed? Oh, way too long. <laughs> but you love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, you know, between the higher ed stuff, I'm also like curating things, and so I, so I feel like in some ways, I, 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 I'm hopefully not those kinds of academics who only know how to work inside the academic institution, because that would be tragic, wouldn't it? <laughs> so hopefully, I'm not one of those people, but who knows? And so uh, you're a curator, and what does a curator do? Like, give us a. Take us through a process of one of your shows. Well, I'm a curator of socially engaged art, right? So that's a little different than mostly than most of the other th ideas around art curating, uh, which are more um, based on the that concept of curating as the root word of it implies, which is to curare, to t to take care of. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm not trying to take care of objects like a museum curator would be. I'm more um, with, with these kinds of practices that are involved with like performance and activism and dialogue and teaching, kind of socially engaged art practices. I'm more involved in trying to, um, uh, to support those practices happening and then engage contexts in, in, in learning from them and contributing to them. So whether it's an art institution like a museum or um, mm -hmm. or um, or a community space, I'm I'm interested in having those spaces activated by that kind of artistic practice. So it's a different kind of curating. It's a lot. 
It's a lot less traditional. Mm-hmm. Social practice is uh, something that's been around since the 60s. Yeah, you, some people would might maybe even say way before that, yeah. Sure. Okay. And and currently, I mean, it's still in contemporary art and we hear a lot about it. Yeah. And where 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 does social practice fit in a in curatorial, you know, context? I wonder if uh if social practice curators are even necessary. Um <laughs> they're they're necessary in the sense that perhaps it's um um there's a lot of theoretical work to be done um uh, we're nowhere near scratching the surface of it so i think that uh one way in which you must research these projects is to be present and to be uh if not engaged with or collaborative with you need to be present you need to be there you need to be watching and so curating these projects is one way to really get to know them well this is how i got involved and by that you mean the artist and the artwork yeah yeah you need to be present for the conversations you need to be engaged in what what what's happening on the ground you don't just show up at the end like a parachutist and like you know um parachute into a context and then write about it at the end like you would for any other kind of curating. This is the kind of thing where you need to spend time. So, because, um, you know, the devil's in the conversations, right? It's not in the final product. Mm-hmm. So the so, you, so it's really important to be present, to be there, and to be seeing those things and opening up a space institutionally for that to happen is not easy. So it's not an easy thing to do. Um, but on the other hand, I think it's important as as researchers to be there and be present for them. Mm-hmm. So curating is one way I do that. You say that the work doesn't need you, but the theoretical work, um, because there, like you say, there's a lot that goes into the work. And so um, the theoretical work, can you ex- expand on that a little bit? Like, can you explain what that would look like? Well, um, like, for example, how do you teach this stuff, right? Um, uh, I'm not, I mean, this is a conversation maybe you and I should have someday mm. off the record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it, you know, one of the things is... Uh, it would be really interesting to have an evaluation between, yeah. you know, other cohorts and. Yeah, I'd like to. Yeah, I'd like co- to know more about that, because I mean, I'm doing it now. I'm trying. Mm-hmm. To, I, I just finished an entire day of mm-hmm. going over my students' uh, social practice proposals, um, and one of the things I have to ask myself is like, how do I? How am I teaching? You know, twelve studio artists. What's important about working in a social context. In that sense, there needs to be a theoretical structure that defines the distinction between them and what's important about each one and why hasn't this transition happened before and where will it go in the future and what are the pitfalls to look for in that transition and how to negotiate with institutions ethically and politically. You know, it's interesting also because I think that as someone who studied social practice, it reminds me, and my background is communications theory, and it reminds me of media. 
mm. like how media um, is, is ever changing. Right. And mm. as social practice is that way, it's always changing. You're all, it's always adapting. It's always moving. So um, it's so basically when you look at it now versus five years from now versus 10 years from now, it should look a lot different. Yeah. Right. And it's a problem if it doesn't. Yeah. And I I see social practice within curation not as often as I would like, honestly. Um, and I th and and that brings me to the question. Let me just ask you, Bill, about curating, because I want the audience to understand also what the other aspects of curating is. And um, one of the things that I have noticed is that um, as as a curator, you work with either a collection right mm -hmm. or you work with a group of artists you find a group of artists mm -hmm. um and what is is that correct or can you just you know help sure. us understand I mean, a little like, bit like uh it just depends on what the context of what's being asked of you so like when i curated a when i was a part of a curatorial group a team that that uh, curated a biennial once it begins with a theme no and then the theme that curatorial theme carries a lot of weight because that's the thing that, that that leads you to both the structure and the ethics. The theme. Yeah. So, what is it? What is it that you're investigating? That should tell you everything. That should guide everything that you do. You have inquiry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, if the theme is race, if the theme is pedagogy, if the theme is food, whatever it is. And how do you pick your themes, Bill? I pick the themes, but I, what I think uh, what I think is important to discuss now. Current. Yeah, because you know you have a responsibility to both the artists and to the public. There is latency, however, within that within the system of that, right? Because working through institution is complex. Sure, but I have faith that like artists are the ones who are like defining the future of what's going to be discussed, you know. So if I follow their guidelines, I'm always going to be ahead of the curve. And so when you work as curation as a curator and you're in is curation a word? Can I say that? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. a word. Yeah, yeah. Um because I know at one point it wasn't in the dictionary. No, 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 no. It's it's But um uh you work within what we would call in the art world world aesthetics, correct? Okay. Right? Sure. You know, when I think of aesthetics one of the things that comes to mind to me um, when I, it's, it's really how I approach a, a work, right? Like, like for instance, let's take like one of the Tres Grandes, like Siqueiros, right? Mm -hmm. Like I look at his work, you know, I see scale, mm -hmm. right? I see form, right? I see, you know, um, industrial likeness. I see um, a sense of future within the work. Um, and of, and of course, you know, the color. Right? I see movement. We understand art by, th by putting things on pedestals. And that defines the distinction between art and life, right? Like an actor on a stage mm. is on mm -hmm. a pedestal. That's art. Yes. The actor steps off the stage. He's no longer in art. He's in life. <laughs> right? So now yes. there's a distinction between art and life, mm. right? And then you have people like Brecht who will like break the third and fourth walls and have actors acting in the audience. Nevertheless, we still understand this concept of aesthetics as being on stages, being on pedestals, being on white walls. So there's a distinction between art and life, and that's a Western invention. 
I don't know of any other culture outside of historically the West who's ever had a concept that's quite like that. So, you know, this is now exported and it's become global. But I also like I also like to think that regardless of the of any kind of decolonizing impulse I might have towards aesthetics, there's also which I have several. Yes. <laughs> but there's also like uh, there's also I think a problem with only defining art as being separated from life. I think it, there's also an important thing to think about not only Siqueiros as the artist who def who painted beautiful political messages. But also that, in fact, he's also it's also an extension of as, uh, of, of Siqueiros as the political revolutionary and and uh, and labor rights organizer, right? Who who fought for um, for larger social justices, and that the murals are just one aspect of of that of that impulsive in him. So I don't know. Can we talk about? Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to call Siqueiros a social practice artist, of course, but I do think that there are art, artists who are, who are being very tactful and thinking about how to merge these various capacities that they have for being artists using aesthetic tools, visualizing things, using sound, using music, using performance, using their bodies, using forms of, of visual communication. And while at the same time, understanding that there's that there can be a bridge built with the community work the dialogical labor that's happening outside of off the stage so to speak in social practice kind of maybe being parallel to that if not vaguely resembling that sort of uh, conversation or uh, understanding so bill aesthetics is something that's really interesting for me because as an artist who's looking for uh hopefully a gallery to work with. Mm. Um, there are galleries that I've, gallerists I've approached and have asked them what type of work they're looking for. And often, you know, this has happened a couple of times. Um, not that I go around to a lot of galleries, like trying yeah, to, right. you know, cold call them or whatnot. But um, I, you know, I ask them what kind of art they collect and what they look for. And oftentimes I get, Something that's beautiful, something that makes people feel good, right? Something yeah, yeah, that yeah. people can revere. It's you know the people the the artists I know who can who who are talented as both social practice artists who have like a very um, who have a masterful and poetic relationship um, to uh, to the dialogical art. Of 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 engaging in a form of social practice, the 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 people who can then turn around and and somehow also use the white cube space with the with equal amounts of tact and joy and skill, I can I can count on maybe two hands. There's not very many. Yeah. Yeah. There's not too many. They're really they're really quite few. I think that like. You're really good at one. You're really good at the other. Mm -hmm. Being equally good at both is very hard. It's kind of like being, like for example, we're both bilingual, you and I, right? I don't know very many people who are equally bilingual, who are equally masterful in both in two languages. It's very very rare. Yes. Right. See. Si. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think my Spanish is pretty good. Mm -hmm. 
And I think, and I, and I think, I think I would not even be admitted into a college program with my Spanish. Mm -hmm. It takes an incredible level of skill to get to be bilingual in two things, Mm -hmm. be equally masterful at two things. It takes thousands and thousands of hours to be ambidextrous as a basketball player. So I think that like asking, it's not very, it's very, very rare to Mm -hmm. see people who can like do those two things at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I would say that the, the, those 10 or 20 people who are like equally as good at doing that are like the people I've sought out in my show in Latin America. I, I really think for the most part, these are the people who, who I trust to put into a gallery space mm. because they're, they're confident there. They want to be there. They mm-hmm. enjoy being there and they know how to communicate what they've done in a community practice in a way that's like, you know, it doesn't take away it adds something to it. Mm -hmm. You're not there just to figure out what you've missed out on because you're adding something more to the story. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, that's, um, that's very hard. And we know some of them, you know, we're like, you know, I think Suzanne Lacey is also someone who has developed a skill set. Now in relationship to galleries, I don't, it's hard. I think that there's a lot of institution that I don't think, I don't think most curators i don't think i don't think people know what social practice is so there's not a desire for it as a theme Mm -hmm. it's 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 an institutional desire it's an academic desire people in academia know what it is Mm -hmm. like the art world knows what is it what it is it's very fashionable it's very like Mm -hmm. very interesting Mm -hmm. but it's not it's it's not it's not entered a collector base yet yeah i i see that absolutely you're having a show i'm having a show the show is called Talking to Action. It's part of the Getty's Pacific Standard Time LA Initiative. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the show very well. Yes. And um, I think you designed our logo. I did. Yeah. And um, so the exhibition has traveled uh, through four cities in the United States, and now it's opening in Chile. It was supposed to open last year, but because of COVID, obviously, it didn't. Mm-hmm. And so it's opening in, in Valparaiso uh, in Chile. When, when is that happening? In a couple of months, uh, end of July. In July. Do you, do you have a date? Uh, I should have a date. It's the Parque Cultural Valparaiso in Valparaiso, Chile. And... Um, so it's 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 exciting that it's going to have a life in Latin America after having had a life here. That's the first show in Latin America. That's the first show oh, in Latin America. Thank you. Thank you. One last question. One last. Um, I am curious to know what your thoughts are on art. Like define art for us. Oh my God! For the, the audience, the easy ones at the at the end. Oh, the easiest. <laughs> um. You want me to define art? In your own words. In my own words. Yeah. Uh, From your own experience. Yeah, sure. I mean, you're talking to an uh, you're talking to an academics I'm type doctor, Bill Kelly. You're talking to Dr. Junior. Bill Kelly Jr. So uh, the doctor will tell you this. Uh, if you're if if uh, if it was an artist, you'd probably hear something else. But the but the academic in me wants to say that, like you know, as I was talking about how art is an invention, you know, aesthetics is an invention of the West, I'm really kind of intrigued by how um, in some ways um, that Western invention finds itself manifesting across places, let's say Thailand or Mali or Benin or 
you know, Ecuador. Like, how is it that like there's these these sites where there's no infrastructure for art, but art manifests itself? Mm. And so, um, you know, we call it. They might call it other things in other places, but I tend to want to call these things art because I'm a Westerner, <laughs> right? And that's how I'm uh, how I how I how I that's the language I use. So, but there's still there's still art to me. There's still culture. There's still really interesting. And when they become beautifully abstracted, problem-solving forms of practice that can be shared with other people, then I think then I can call that art. I have no problem with it. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you <laughs> take, for having me. Absolutely. Take that as you will, audience. Okay. The definition okay. of art by Dr. Bill Kelly. I'll cut it out. <laughs> the one and only. Thanks. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Bill, and sharing your time. This is very exciting. Yeah. This is, a, this is an exciting platform. Awesome. And where can people know, find out more about you? What's your website? Or, uh, or where can we find the show? Like, it's going to be online? I don't know the, what the website URL is going to be. It'll be through the Parque Cultural Valparaíso. But it'll. you can always find that information through me on BillKellyJr.net. Cool. Well, thanks again, Bill. And... Uh, We'll talk again soon. We'll talk again. Hi, and thank you for joining us in our first episode of Artist Fact. Our dialogue is inspired by social energetics, artist discourse, and indigenous methodologies. We hope you tune in next time. Bye for now. <laughs>